Hi there. You're about to enjoy a recording made in Wellspring Church in central Watford. We're glad you've connected with us online. And of course, you can follow us on social media, even download the Wellspring app. But much better than this is meeting in person. We would love to welcome you to one of our services in a congregation near you. As you listen to this recording, know that we are praying for you to be encouraged, inspired, and given wisdom from heaven to live life to the full as Jesus intended and bring transformation to your world with his amazing love. God bless you. Hello, everybody online. Thanks for joining us. There are some people online, so I don't know everybody, um, but big shout out to the Everett family. Um, We love you. We are holding you all and Elisha in prayer. Um, And honestly, we're with you, even with the distance. We love you. So everyone else, I can't name you all um, until the Lord gives me a word of knowledge. Um, But anyway, thanks for joining us. And thanks for being in the room as well. Um, You know, we're in interesting times, aren't we? Um, And I think the Lord is inviting us into a creative response to follow his Holy Spirit's leading. So um, we will keep this online Um, development going. We're going to keep living ready. We're going to live submitted to um, our government's advice because that's good and helpful. But we do so with great courage in who the Lord is, with no fear, um, just wisdom and um, trust that we all journey through this. I want to encourage us all as family, pray and care. Let's increase our prayer for one another. Let's increase our care for one another um, so that we can love each other through this journey remotely or in closer proximity in our family groups, in our neighborhoods. Let's let's increase our prayer. Let's increase our care for one another. Um, I also want to just thank the ladies who were able to join us yesterday. We had um, a beautiful breakfast. Our breakfast beautiful? Well, it did look actually stunning and um There was a lot. Um, So it was a great day. And um, my book is, it's not actually officially out yet, but as a pre-launch, we have access to this book. So there's a few on sale downstairs of the Comparison Trap. Um, You can um, pre-order them. You can do that through us. We will have more supplies coming into the church. I was just about to make a link and a joke with toilet rolls. More supplies coming in. That's not what you want to do when you've got a book in your hand, is it? Read it and use it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So anyway, we will have more supplies, but you can pre-order it. And the the problem with live and me, no editing available, which is dangerous and potentially entertaining um, or potentially not. Anyway, um, the comparison track, we do have a few copies downstairs um, left available for you today. We will be getting more in it. As I said, it is available online. I hope you enjoy it. And um, this is particularly a book for the ladies. Um, So guys, buy one as a gift. Um, But maybe read it on the way because I think it would actually um, surprisingly encourage you. Um, But we're going to come to the word right now. So let's pray. Home and here, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I thank you for your living word. And I pray now in these few moments as we lean into your word together that you would speak to us. Show us what we need to know. Teach us how we can live. Show us what you want to say. Give us ears to hear and hearts, Lord, that are ready to receive your word like good soil receiving seeds that your words now would make a difference even tomorrow and the next day and the next. 
So speak now. And all God's people said, Amen. I hope you said Amen at home because, you know, you've got to join in. If we're joining in with you, you've got to join in. Say Amen. Okay, we are going to look um, specifically today at spiritual gifts. So you know, if you've been journeying with us, um, we are in this beautiful series of Heaven Sent. And heaven has sent us some gifts. And so we're going to lean in to discover what are these gifts? How can we grow in these gifts? What are these gifts for? And if you're like me, you're probably thinking, well, what is my gift? Well, we're going to discover a little bit of that together today, if that's okay. And um, to do that, we're going to use Paul's letter to the Corinthians. So Paul wrote his letter um, to the group of believers that gathered in Corinth. And as part of it in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about spiritual gifts. And it's a beautiful insight, which will hopefully help us as we go through. And as we do this, I want you to do something that is going to be for some of us a little tricky. So we are products of our culture. We might not like to admit that, but we are shaped by our culture. Jesus wants to shape us more. Let's put that out there on the record. The Holy Spirit wants to shape us more and be our shaper, but our culture influences us. And unless we're aware of our culture, unless we're awake to our culture, then we just can get swept along without even thinking about it. You only need to look at what is going on at the moment about the panic buying and the sort of the contagion of fear, not even considering the contagion of the virus. The contagion of fear and panic, we get swept along and we all suddenly get into this group thing. Jesus wants to shape us differently, but he wants us to be aware to culture. I say that to say the letter that Paul, you know, dipped his feather in a little pot of ink and scribbled out on some form of paper-like substance and rolled up and sent to Corinth that was then opened and the literate person lent in and read it to the gathered people, the gathered believers of Christ. It was a letter to a people group. Now, us, me included in this us, we tend to read this as, dear Helen, well, you'll put your own name because it would be weird to use mine, unless you're called Helen, which own it, this is for you. No. Um, we tend to read this, oh, as if Paul has written a letter, dear Helen, I'd like you to think about this. I'd like you to think about that. Go, oh, that's marvelous. But he didn't write it to a person. He wrote it to a people. And as we go through this, I want you to steer really hard to keep reminding yourself, this is for the people, not the person. So let's not apply it straight into ourselves too quickly because this is for the greater good, the collected people, the gathered people. So are you with me as we steer that way all the time? Let's remind ourselves this is for the people, not the person. The persons will benefit. That even English. Okay, we're now going to go to 1 Corinthians 12 while I work out my grammar. We're going to start at verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 12. And here we go. This is what Paul wrote to the people. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I'm just going to read that verse again. If you take nothing else away from this, take verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. 
To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives somebody else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Now, at this point in time, we want to say, okay, we've read the gifts. That's marvelous. Let's stop there. Let's just analyze the gifts. Let's dig into the gifts. And in so many ways, there's already so much to say from this bit alone. But if we stop there, we can lean into our individualism so quickly because we're immediately trying to work out, okay, what's my gift? What's my, oh, oh, can I do that? Can I do that? And we just do this. Now, this passage was not chunked up with little headings and big breaks. This was a letter that was continuous. So you need to take these thoughts and imagine these people gathered around this letter being read to them in Corinth. Take these thoughts and let Paul's words just continue for a little bit more. So we've got all these gifts listed that are for helping each other from the same spirit, different gifts to each and every person. Imagine those people sitting in that circle going, oh, how exciting, the youngest to the oldest. The children, the teenagers, they weren't called teenagers then, we'll give that grace, but you know, the younger people, the, the really, really old people who were still super wrinkly and, you know, bent over and no teeth because they didn't have spare ones in those days. All of these people in this room, the rich and the poor, the people from different backgrounds, they were all leaning in, going, oh, all of us, all of us have a gift. This is amazing. This is amazing. But Paul then keeps going. He doesn't pause for the title. He doesn't pause for breath. He keeps going. He says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. I could imagine the slave nudging somebody at that point and the free going, oh yeah, that's me. Um, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it, etc., etc. I'm going to pause there. Um, I encourage you to keep going with this verses. It goes on through the body. It goes on about taking special care of the most private parts and the most vulnerable parts of the body. That's a great lesson to us right now. Take special care of the vulnerable parts of the body. Let's take special care. Do you know who the vulnerable parts of the body are? Let's take care um, for them. It goes on and it lists some, some sort of the gifts that come into sort of the, the leadership to enable the church to happen. There's some increased gifting that is different and specific. He goes into that and then jump down on the words. You're doing a great job, I'm sure. If you can jump down right to the end of chapter 12, 
And he's talking about, verse 29, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. And then he goes on, but let me show you a new way of life that's best of all. And he talks about love and it's amazing, but we'll have to pause that. And the good news is I'm speaking again next week and we'll go into love and prophecy and all good things then. So we have this incredible listing that is set within a picture of the body of Christ, that everybody has a part to play, that everybody has a gift. Now, I've read books and I've heard teaching that says all of us should be able to have all of the gifts. All of those first ones should be able, we should be able to experience all of those gifts. I'm not so sure, even though I've read books by really brilliant, learned people. I'm not so sure. Because if I can have all of the gifts, why do I need you? And I need you. And if you had all of the gifts, why would you need me? And you need me. <laughs> because we're part of the body. We are part of God's plan. And the thing about the gifts that we get given is they are to help others. The spiritual gifts we are given, the heaven-sent gifts we are given are for the greater good not for ourselves, therefore the greater good. Now, um, our eldest daughter is getting married, and there was a joke. I won't say which child pointed this out to her, but there was a joke given to her that she's no longer going to get any Christmas presents uniquely to her. She's going to have to share them with her soon-to-be husband because tend to, you know, couples tend to get, in our family anyway, get presents that go as a couple. You know, here's your couple present. You don't get any that is just for you. And there are times, have you ever received a gift that, like a, just a wrapped-up lovely gift, that you look at and you think, I'm never going to use it ever in my life. Now, in our house, one of the things that is really good is um, for our family is when I get given a box of chocolates as a gift for me. That's a good thing in our family for the family because they're like, yes, she's got chocolates. Now, in your household, they might not do that. They might cry and they think, why is that not got a group name on it? Why is that not to the couple? But in our family, we get chocolate, they'll eat them. Like, I'm happy with that. If the gift is smoked salmon, forget it. But, you know, if the gift is chocolates, then the kids are like, yes, it's for us. Because this gift that is given to me is going to be for the greater good. Well, arguably, it's chocolate. It's not good for them. But we won't go there too much. Um, it is for the greater good. We get given gifts to help other people. So here's the question that potentially we could be asking of ourselves when we are pursuing Christ for his gifts. Because remember, heaven sent, it is Jesus. It's keeping Jesus front and center in our world. It's keeping Jesus front and center in our lives. It is keeping Jesus there and saying, okay, Jesus, you've got these gifts. I want these gifts because I want to help other people. So when you want to consider, okay, what are my spiritual gifts? Instead of asking, what are my spiritual gifts? How about asking, what help is needed right now? What help is needed right now in the body of Christ? Now, here's the thing. The body of Christ is not two hours on a Sunday morning. 
This is not the entirety of church. And I don't just mean because, you know, some of us feel like we sleep here um, because we're here a lot. I don't mean that. I mean, church is not just about this context. Do you understand that? Church is about the body of Christ that walks and talks and moves and goes places. Church is about the body of Christ demonstrating God's glory for the world to see so that the body can grow. We are meant to grow in height and width as the body of Christ, as new people come into the body of Christ and find their part, their body part. We make space for them. They get given their gifts so that they can help others so that the healthy body can keep on growing. Are you with me? So how do we discover what our gifts are? How do we use our gifts? Well, where is help needed? Mark captured at the end of his gospel, um, Jesus' words about, you know, faith and belief. It comes in a partnership. You know, where you have faith, you believe. Where you believe, you have faith. Where you act out your faith from your belief. And much like we were singing earlier, and I think Ben encouraged us to think words along the lines of, I'm not singing it, it's safe, um, but words along the lines of, you know, let's sing it like we mean it. Let's mean it so we sing it. You know, this whole partnership between our faith and our actions. Our faith is activated by action. And our gifts are activated by action. So we can have this amazing spiritual gift, but unless we activate it by using it, it is largely redundant. We sometimes want gifts, don't we, so that we look good? So that we feel better about ourselves? So that we look like a really, you know, super glowy, sparkly Christian? But actually the gifts God gives us are for other people. And of the gifts, there are, you know, there are several different types. There's the revelation gifts. These are words of knowledge, words of wisdom, ability to discern between spirits. I don't know if you've ever had a word of knowledge. I had a really random word of knowledge this week. I didn't understand it until after kind of I'd experienced the thing. But I was in the gym. I tell you that just because in case you can recognize the signs. <laughs> yeah, I do go. Um, so I was in the gym. And um, I had a little bit of a longer time than normal. And I was going to stay for longer than normal because I kind of like it. And there's a steam room. I know that doesn't really count, but, you know, there is a steam room at the end. So you can feel like you're on holiday midweek. Um, anyway, I was going to stay for this little bit of extra time. And I felt like I suddenly, every inclination left to stay. And it was like, I need to go home which is really, you know, I didn't really want to go home because then I had to crack on with my work. Um, so I was like delaying. No, I think I'll stay. I'm just being lazy. And I was wrestling with my own internal conversation about my laziness. And then I felt that I literally felt this unction. No, you need to go home now and don't even shower here. Shower at home. Like, well, that's just really weird. Now I'm not, I'm going beyond lazy now. Like this is like, I can't even shower. <laughs> you know. Ugh. So I went home and I was home for two minutes and the doorbell went. I was like, well, this is weird. No one's meant to come. And um, the delivery for these had gone to the wrong address because it was arranged to be at the church because we needed them, you know, the next day for the ladies' day. And um, they were delivered to the wrong address. Now, if I hadn't gone home and responded to that word of knowledge, I wouldn't have been able to help the ladies yesterday. This, like, it wasn't about me. Like, I've read it. <laughs> um, this, is about <laughs> this, is, this is about the ladies that I was then able to help them. So this gift came, this revelation, this word of knowledge and insight came in order to help other people. Thankfully, I wasn't in the shower already. I wasn't that quick at getting in the shower. But, you know, then everything went well for the day. There are other gifts. There are proclam... I can't say it. Proclamation. Thank you, kind sir. 
I'll just put my teeth back in. Proclamation. Mm, now you wonder, are they really her teeth? Um, <laughs> this is an inspiration to communicate. There's prophecy. There's tongues. There's interpreting tongues, which is not the same as translating. You know, you don't get a direct correlation. This is interpretation. These are speaking gifts. Pray for me <laughs> that I would have them. These are speaking gifts that come. This is to help people. If you can um, speak prophetically and encourage someone, you can speak that which is in the future and draw it into the now and give people hope and faith to press into the future. This helps people. The prophecy is not to make a, somebody look really, wow, you're amazing. No, 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 no. Prophecy is to help people. It is for the greater good. There are power um, gifts in faith and healing and performing miracles. And I want to hazard a guess that right now in our community, these power gifts are the most needed. Let me explain just briefly one of the ones that I think is the most needed. And I believe if we would only activate our faith and step out in the gift of this, we would be able to help a lot of people. And that is the gift of faith. Faith is the flip side of fear. Faith speaks over fear and doesn't, it's not naive, it's not denying fear, it's not saying, oh, you foolish person. No, 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 no. It's just lifting people out, saying, yes, it's fearful because it's scary. Fear comes because we're scared. This is scary. Some of the things going on, the news is scary right now. If we read about all the stuff with the coronavirus, it's scary. And if you don't feel it's scary, well, you're not reading. Like, it's scary. But faith lifts us from that scary into the spiritual realm of saying, yes, but God is bigger. Jesus' name is more powerful than coronavirus 19. He is more powerful. He is more glorious. He is more amazing. So if we could but speak faith where there is fear, we could change our culture. At the moment, the contagion is panic. The contagion is fear. I know there is a virus that's contagious too. But the bigger thing right now that is gripping the globe is fear and panic in our nations. And if you don't believe me, go to the shops. Pasta and toilet shop. Down the pasta aisle and the toilet aisle. I don't, every other aisle, you know, have fun. But there, you know, there, there's, there's a contagion of fear. Well, family, we have all the spiritual gifts from heaven amongst us to speak faith, to activate faith, to turn this situation around and healing. Healing. Come on, folks. Healing. This is not denying sickness. This is saying no sickness is very real, but Jesus can do amazing things. And what's the worst that can happen if you pray for somebody and you don't have a prayer answered? Is it any different from not praying? So we might as well risk faith we might as well risk looking stupid. We might as well risk stepping out and see what spiritual gifts are amongst us to come forward to see miraculous healing. I am praying for protection on so many people who need it. And I am believing and I'm not going to stop, just not going to stop praying. Because I believe that we are going to be able to change the narrative that is our cultural narrative and speak hope. And I think many, many people are going to come to know Jesus. 
because he's going to reveal himself as the church steps out in faith and uses our gifts for the greater good. I have no idea where I am in my notes. One last thing, and we'll we'll close with this. In our culture right now, you see our natural tendency is being revealed. Coronavirus is revealing us. It's revealing our selfishness. It's revealing our hoarding mentality. It's revealing us. And we don't look that great. But Jesus is beautiful. His spiritual gifts are to be used for the greater good, not to be hoarded. He did not call you to be a stagnant pond. He's called you to be a wellspring of living water. He's called you to refresh and serve and bless and minister to others. He has called you to be at your postcode. Your postcode is not a mistake. You might not like it. That's a whole other conversation. But there are people either at the same postcode as you or near the same postcode as you. And they are there because the Lord has put you there to serve them, to help them, to love them. You've been put in friendship groups and family groups. You've been put in this crazy family group, not by accident, but on purpose, placed. As Paul wrote, the body's, you know, has many parts and God has put each part where he wants it. There are people in your workplace. You are where he wants you. It might not be the place you are forever, but this is where he wants you right now in this season and this day in 2020. He wants you there. Why? Because he wants you to bring your spiritual gifts like a living flow to be able to help them. Because we are the body of Christ. You are the church. You can't delegate that just to a few people on a payroll. You are the church. And our church needs to reach further, care more, pray more, love more, help more. And we will only help others if we allow the spiritual gifts to be released within us. I'm out of time. So I wonder if the band could um, come. And I'm going to pray. And then Ben's going to lead us. And then we're going to have communion in a bit. And all all the things that we know are going to happen will happen. Until the things that we have no idea what will happen will then happen. I want you to think for just a moment, who is in your world who needs help? Allow the Lord to bring to mind some people. Who needs help? Who is struggling to make sense of everything that needs wisdom? Because if you know somebody who's struggling to make sense of something, then I'm going to encourage you to pray for wisdom and to eagerly pursue Christ's wisdom for them. Who do you know who is afraid right now? Who do you know who's isolated and feels disconnected right now? They may be really close to you. They may be within the room. They may be within your home. They may be so super close to you that you don't have to go far to even think about these people. But who needs help? Because let's ask, for those spiritual gifts to flow through us that we can help others.
So let's pray. Pray with me at home as well, as in the room. Lord, I thank you that each one of us, whether close right now in this room or further afield in other places, we are part of the same body. You have positioned us. You've positioned us intentionally in places with postcodes and people and places of work. You've positioned us because you want your body to thrive and grow, that new people will be part of your body, that there'll be new salvation, that growth will come. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have sent spiritual gifts for the greater good. So I pray for an outpouring of your Spirit right now. Here and everywhere, I pray for an outpouring of your Spirit, that your Spirit will fill us afresh. You will show us who needs help and you will give us the willingness to just step forward into helping. And Lord, as we step forward into helping, as we open our mouths to speak, would you fill us with gifts of wisdom? As we speak words of encouragement into situations of fear, would you give us words of faith? Lord, as we speak into situations of uncertainty, would you give us courage to speak words of knowledge and prophetic encouragement? Lord, as we see people who are sick and feeling vulnerable, Lord, would you increase the gift within us that it will flow in healing? Lord, will you help us help others, that your gifts will flow and that we will help people, that your name will be lifted high, that you will be glorified, that everyone who sees us will see you because we're helping people. So Lord, increase the gifts you give so that we can increase the gifts we give away for the greater good and for your glory. Amen. Thanks for listening to this recording. We hope it has encouraged you, challenged you, and more than anything, that you've heard the voice of God and been aware of his presence with you wherever you are. Do share with us any answers to prayer or get in touch if there is any way we can help you further on your journey with God. Come and see us on Sunday or you can email us at admin at wellspring-church.org. May God be near you and his peace be yours for the remainder of this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.